0: Hi, everyone, this is Eric Martin from the band Mr. Big, the handsome one that stands right in the middle. That's me, and you're listening to Music Mania Podcast. You are locked, loaded on the Music Mania Podcast. Thank you so much, man. I I love talking about the things that I love, Clint, and for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. You. We roll tonight to the guitar fight. And for those about to rock, I salute you.
1: You're ready for some screaming heavy metal! Scream from me platinum! now listening to the Music Mania podcast, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Switzer. It is the first Music Mania podcast episode of the new year. Happy 2021 to all of our great listeners out there. We are starting off with a bang as I'm going to be welcomed to the former zo 2 drummer Joey Casada. It's funny because I actually saw kiss and the zo 2 on the 2004 tour zo 2 opens the show joey casada grows up in brooklyn new york huge kiss fan and winds up opening for kiss on the kiss and poison tour back in 2004 we're going to get into that he's also a guy that's just kind of everywhere he's into all the same things i am he's into pro wrestling he's done a uh, series called uh, wrestling with joey licious he's written a book and he is a frequent guest on the Talk is Jericho podcast. Joey Casada, sort of a man of many talents these days. And we're going to get into all of it and much more. It's all here, guys. 2021's on the horizon, and I think that means better times ahead. I think that's going to mean more live shows, more uh, opportunities for just a better existence here in 2021, I think it's coming and uh, just stay tuned for that because as we get to the, you know, heart of the winter here, we always look forward to the summer and the live music and, uh, the, you know, being able to go to the lake, being able to be outside and uh, hopefully this year that means also live music and I think it's going to happen. I think we're really on the cusp of that. We're going to talk with Joey about his recent appearance on Talk is Jericho with our good friend Chris Jericho talking about the uh, live video Kiss Animalize Live. So much to get into with our good friend, Joey Casada. So without further ado, let's hop right into it. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. What's up? Joey, this is a true pleasure. We've, I, you know, you, you're everywhere. There's no, there's no other way to put it. I don't know if that's good or bad. No, it is. And it's funny because I was like, you know, I, I, I've known, I've known who you are. I've known kind of what you do. And I'm just like, the other day, you know, I listened to Talk is Jericho and I'm like, oh man, we're they're doing, <laughs> they're doing Animalize, uh, the live video. And of course... Joey Casada is on it too, uh, <laughs> Dude, as a guest. I, that,
0: that poster behind you is
1: killer. C- creatures, yeah. That oh was, my god, uh, I love it. That's uh, you. Yeah, I figured you would. Um, after that, you were what is is? Would you say, animalize or creatures? Or look it up for '80s Kiss. Which one? Oh, which album prefer?
0: I mean, creatures is the best of those three albums, definitely.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm
0: I'm a fan of of all Kiss. So,
1: <laughs> right, you are you and. You know, I have seen you. We're just jumping around, man, because that's kind of what it, you have to do that with you because you can't, you, you <laughs> know, you can't do linear timelines of, of kind of what you've been involved in. But uh, I was in college, and in 2004, ZO2 opens for Poison and Kiss here uh, in Kansas City, Sandstone Amphitheater. What, what was that like for you, man? I know that's a, Seems like a I stupid mean, question, but the emotion. Yeah,
0: almost a stupid question. I mean, obviously, yeah. a d- complete dream come true uh kiss is my idols if anyone who knows me kiss is my all-time favorite band everything you know i i did in my life is because i saw kiss at madison square garden 1979 on the dynasty tour i was five years old had no idea why i was even going my brother was a <laughs> kiss fan and you know when i saw peter chris's drum rise you know at the end and then and i saw peter Kiss's drum solo during that that tour you know i lost my mind as a little kid i knew at that moment that was all I would ever think about for the rest of my life.
1: And you guys were tremendous, by the way. That was a kiss and poison uh, that you guys uh, opened for on that tour. Um, did, what, what was it? What, you know, as you look at it now in hindsight, it's been 16 years ago. Did, as a band, as ZO2, the the band and the entity, then you guys opened for a lot of big acts, uh, Alice Cooper, and, and and many more. But f- collectively as a band, what what, what did you guys learn? From on that time, oh my god!
0: So I mean, literally, that was you know, ZO2 was only together. You know, we had only played maybe fifteen live shows together up until that point. You know, we were a brand new band. We recorded our own record. We had no record label. Everything was you know self-supportive. We 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 funded our whole first record on our credit cards. You know, we, we were you know poor musicians trying to make it work. We were really you know actually a kids band during the day. We would sing for little kids at birthday parties and bar mitzvahs and and christenings and stuff like that just to pay the bills for our record and a little bit of touring we did at that point. And, you know, fortunately for us, Nikki Sixx's band, Bride for Destruction, was supposed to be on that tour. Mm. And something happened, whether they got, you know, there's rumors that they got thrown off the tour, there's rumors that they just couldn't (laughs) do the tour, whatever it is, I don't care what it was because we got the call, Paul Stanley, Got a copy of our self titled uh, debut CD, and he loved it. You know, we were an unsigned band. We had no tour support. We had nothing, and they needed a band pretty quick. And he's like, Hey, guys, you know, any chance you can do this? Can you, you know, can you manage a tour for the next three months with us? And obviously, we weren't going to say no. We had no idea what we were going to do, how we were going to travel, how we were going to pay the bills, nothing. But of course, we jumped at the chance and you know, we learned the ropes and really how to tour from that tour.
1: Uh, tremendous. Uh, I, I believe that you're kind of a true testament to somebody that kind of at a young age identified what they loved and just pursued it so endlessly that it just kind of came to fruition. I, I, th- they, they call those the two percenters, Joey. You're, you're <laughs> one of the two percent of people, man. That, that's a true testament. That's awesome. I
0: mean, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I mean, without a doubt, I'm, I'm one of those people who, when you tell me I can't do something, well, now I have to do it just to prove you wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> so my whole life, of course, you know, dreaming to be a rock star and a musician and maybe touring with Kiss one day or being in Kiss or something like that as a little, little five-year-old, you know, nothing was going to stop me. And of course, everyone around me my friends and, you know, especially like my teachers and stuff like that. That's crazy. You know, those are crazy dreams. You can't do that. How are you going to manage that? And, you know, they always try to persuade me not to do that. Luckily my family was the opposite. My mom always was supportive of me, bought me my first drum set, took me to see Kiss for the first time. You know, anything that I needed her support from, she supported those dreams. So whatever obstacles stood in my way, I was no matter what going to kick through it and go to the next one.
1: Is there a point where you, you kind of consciously realized like, okay, I see all these adults around me and maybe even your own parents that have a (laughs) nine to five job and they've got to pay mortgages and they're, they've got to deal with all these things and marriages and kids. And is there a point where you went like, I I know, like I can't do this. That I, you know, it's gotta be a different path.
0: Never. Not even, there wasn't a moment in my life where I wavered like said, ah, I guess I got to work nine to five. Oh, I guess I got to do. <laughs> there wasn't even a second that I ever thought to stop playing, stop pursuing my dream, stop, you know, going for what I, what I always wanted in, in my career. There wasn't even ever a, a glimpse of, of uh, doubt. And uh, obviously you're a big kiss fan behind you too. So kiss's message is really something that, that kind of like built my, my persona and my childhood. It was, they always had this positive message of, you know, believing in yourself and, you know, fulfilling your dreams and don't let the man try to stop you and hold you down. There was always those messages in their music, which really, you know, in a weird way, became my religion.
1: I think that goes for, for a lot of people, me me included. You're just like a way cooler and more talented version of me. <laughs> um i've never i've never been married or had kids or anything like you know I, I was a kid and i love the same things as you i loved pro wrestling i loved you know hard rock music and so you know i, I you know i still take solace in the fact that uh you know coming up to, to today that i do this music podcast and i do uh, a lot of stuff with wrestling we just had ddp on the show <sighs> our, our sports show this week diamond ellis page so you know it's it's it, i think that if you identify and you can get uh, get to that point, it's a it's a really validating thing. But you you're a wrestling guy. Tell us about <laughs> wrestling with Joey Licious. How this kind of came to be? Because I, I, I there was a book first, correct. Or or was the show first, then the book? How did it go? The show show was
0: first. So, again, well, first of all, you're a man after my own heart. Obviously, (laughs) I'm a tremendous wrestling fan, KISS fan, hard rock music fan. That's what I, you know, that's my life. You know, growing up as a wrestling fan, I based my persona and my personality around those crazy 80s wrestling uh, promos my whole life. You know, macho and, and, you know, all those guys screaming into the camera. That's still my personality to today. So... You know, going throughout my career, for the, for your fans that, that no, don't know a lot about me, with ZO2, we eventually got our own television show called Z-Rock. Yeah. And that was based on our real lives. It was a scripted comedy, it wasn't a reality show, but it was based on our real lives with us being kids musicians during the day and rock musicians at night. And throughout the course of the show, we had so many guest stars like Dee Snyder and Dave Navarro and Joan Rivers was one of our our co-stars and Gilbert Gottfried. So we had like rock stars and comedians on the show a lot. We even had Chris Jericho on an episode where he plays himself a wacky, crazy, over the top version of himself, but he played himself. And I was a really big wrestling fan on the episode because of course the writers and producers knew that was based on my real life. But from that show, I kind of got this acting bug, you know, I, I'm a, I, I don't even consider myself just a musician. I'm a performer, pro- pro- whatever it is, whether it's a podcast, whether it's theater, whether it's TV, whether it's a, a stage for rock music, whatever it is. And from that Xerox show, I got the acting bug and I started pursuing acting a lot, much like Gene Simmons did in the 80s. <laughs> and really, to no avail, I couldn't really get a lot of parts and it, it just wasn't happening. I'm Joey from Brooklyn. You know, I have an accent. I, you know, <laughs> I can I, I can I can play myself and a a semi version of myself. I don't think I can pull off a nuclear physicist or something like that, but I sure as hell can play either an Italian drummer for Brooklyn or what I went out and did is I wrote a script about myself as a wrestler. And that's kind of where the wrestling with Joey Licious storyline comes about. It's basically me as a wannabe wrestler. I've been uh, trying to be a wrestler my whole life. It's almost like the alternate version of my real life. If I didn't pursue rock and roll, This is what would have happened to my life if I went the wrestling route, you know, wrestling in grammar schools and and indie wrestling leagues all across the country, trying to finally make it in the world. And throughout the show, legends of wrestling, you know, throughout the 80s and 90s appear to me in my imagination. And they kind of give me this bad advice all along to and it really winds up self-sabotaging myself (laughs) every time. And, you know, what we did was we wind up filming these little short episodes with some of the legends. We got Roddy Piper, Jimmy Snooker, Tito Santana, The Iron Sheik, Mick Foley, all of these guys to do little short episodes, which are available on Amazon Prime right now. They're streaming. They're also on my YouTube channel. But from that, you know, it's it's, this show is always going to be and always was meant to be a television show. It's going to be a 30 minute sitcom. But what happened was, obviously, everyone knows because of COVID, all productions got shut down. Everything got shut down. Everything is on hiatus. So my partner and I, we pivoted and we said, you know what? Let's take the first season of wrestling with Joey Licious and create a book. And that's really what we did. That's what the book is. It's the first season of wrestling with Joey Licious,
1: which I mean, some of the, I mean, you had Rowdy Rowdy Piper on before he passed, you had the iron Sheik. you took a bump from the iron Sheik. not easy to do <laughs> kind of with his advanced age and kind of, um, you know, uh, physical, ailments uh that that was awesome uh saw so many great ones on there i love i love everything about it what is your kind of take because i know you know you know obviously you know chris jericho really well what um aew sting comes back you got tony Schiavone. you've got jim ross uh on commentary does aew move the needle for you at all oh absolutely yeah i agree I, i you know since obviously since the pandemic all the shows are a little bit harder to
0: watch without the fan base without the the energy in the arena but yeah, WWE just hasn't done it for me in years. Agreed. When AEW came along, it really started to hook me right away, not only because I'm friends with, with Jericho, but they're just doing the stuff that I like to see, like old-school wrestling. They're doing fun promos. They're doing fun skits. You know, the skit with Jericho and MJF doing the, uh, the kind of the show tune. It's just, it's to me, what is missing in wrestling. I was also a really big fan, and I'm not sure if you knew about it, NWA Power when it came back on. So the NWA but, power yeah. was a show that was on YouTube. It's off right now because of the pandemic, but it was that old school studio wrestling, like the old NWA days on Saturday night. And it just felt right.
1: Billy Corgan's NWA, yes, right? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Absolutely. I'll tell you this quick story. I'm all, we're also an a accredited uh, a, a sports website here and I cover the Missouri Tigers. So last week I'm at the Missouri Georgia game and who is in the visiting radio booth for the Georgia Bulldogs, but Tony Schiavone, he works for the Georgia Bulldogs and I, they, I open the door and I'm just like, can I just come in and meet Tony Schiavone? This is a legend right here. And like, you know, he's just kind of, Crumpled over watching the game on this little, and, and I, I went in and infiltrated the situation. And uh, Tony, that's the voice of my childhood, Tony Schiavone. Man, that 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 was crazy to see him in that setting, away from AEW. He's just in this little booth in the press box at a, at a Missouri Georgia game. That was so cool.
0: That's oh my god, that's a great story. Yeah, I mean Schiavone is amazing. Even you brought up Sting the other night, seeing Sting come out hearing shivani's voice exactly. announcing him and being on tnt it was like you know right back to the wcw days it was great Yeah,
1: this was like a couple days after that happened so it was very surreal and i knew he worked for for them but i was like i, I don't know if they're travel people traveling to these the credentials are tough for so, but he was there it was awesome um what what's so and kind of in a perfect world for you uh 2020 is insane we all know that but what what does a perfect world 2021 look like for you and what you have kind of going forward
0: so again, just you know, pursuing the stuff that I'm working on, obviously get back up with Joey Licious. You know, we're trying to find a network home for Joey Licious. You know, it, it's gonna be a scripted comedy, it's gonna feel like Kirby enthusiasm, you know, meets Rocky. That's kind of how we're selling it. It's that good-hearted, slob, Rocky Balboa. That's my character, Joey Licious. But with this crazy world like Curb Your Enthusiasm where it's, you know, it's semi-improved, it's semi-scripted, and it it has all of these wrestling legends involved in the show. So from there, obviously, you know, I'm still recording, still playing live. I play with Eric Martin from Mr. Big. Uh, I do some shows with him on and off. Obviously, everything is off right now because of the pandemic. But, you know, in a perfect world, once 2021 comes around, Wrestling with Joey Licious will continue production and we'll find a home.
1: I I remember that you uh, toured with Eric and played with Eric. He's a great friend of ours. And uh, Pete Farley too from (laughs) Trickster. Eric's the most funny kind of genuine guy. And we just sort of like struck up this friendship. We had him on a year ago and immediately he's like, oh, you got to have Billy Sheehan on the show. And all of a sudden Billy Sheehan's texting me like, when are you available? I'm like, well, He's like a go-getter. He gets things done, and he was like kind of texting me and because ha- I, I think Eric he wanted to book a show here in Kansas City, and uh, I don't I don't think it's gone through yet. But he's like, "What's the mask restrictions like? What can you do? Are they social distancing at uh, meet and greets? What's that?" <laughs> I'm like Eric, we'll get it figured out, man. Just get the show on the books. But uh, it's not as if yeah, yeah, Eric hope-
0: Eric is great. Yeah, I hooked up with him a couple of years ago with PJ and Steve from yeah. So much fun. He's out of his mind. Uh, Great guy, Mr. Big. I grew up loving Mr. Big, loved all the stuff uh, that they've ever done. So getting to play all those songs live with Eric and even some of the trickster songs, it's so much fun.
1: Well, you have a podcast as well, because of course you do. It's called (laughs) Top 5 with Joey Casada really loved the episode you guys did the other day. Uh, maybe it was last week about the underrated hair bands episode. Yes. Awesome. You guys got enough's enough pushed through on that. Great stuff. What, what How how gratif- Like when you do the podcast and you kind of explore these top five topics, which I think is a great format for a podcast. How, how, how do you kind of come up with these? And how do you, where does it kind of rank for you doing this podcast? Where does it kind of rank amongst all the other things that you kind of have going on right now? So the
0: podcast is literally just for fun. I do it, just as an outlet to kind of get together with my buddies throughout the years or associates in the music world or the wrestling world or just friends that I grew up with, old drinking buddies, just to kind of reminisce and talk about different subjects. And it literally could be any subject. Like you said, last week we did um, most underrated hair metal bands. You know, the episode that just drops today is our favorite Christmas movies, obviously, for Christmas. You know, I just recorded one next week with some of my old buddies – you know, the the top five alcohols we wish never touched our lips. So, you know, it's it's just, you <laughs> know, it's reminiscing. One. It's just reminiscing of all different subjects. It just to kind of start conversation. It's, it's totally just for fun. I love doing it, love having guests on to kind of reminisce and talk about things. And the really unforeseen thing that I didn't even realize was gonna happen. So in like an episode like the hair metal one, so many people are sending me and posting, you know, on social media, their top 5s after i post the episode and it's introducing me to so many things that i didn't even either i forgot about or that i never even heard of so so many bands out there like some guy said you know check out Roxy Blue i didn't know of them i checked them out love it been listening to it all week so it's fun to just start conversations about whether it's things from your childhood or things that you love that sometimes you forget or don't just don't remember and brings you back into you know into that world again
1: that that is so on point and exactly kind of what uh what 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 we wanted to do from from our brand from you know we've been doing it 10 years and we we do a nostalgia show where we we do old toys and uh, yes. movies and pop culture and, and video games and things like that up to heart the hard rock podcast which is this we do a sport show all, all, all these things that sort of all kind of culminated and i think that you're that we're kind of spirit animals in that way and you do have a book you have another book um which is called Start with a Dream A Drummer's Journey from Rock and Roll to TV to Broadway and I think that this book is so important because maybe beyond that it's your actual story and the things that you did but I think it maybe shows people that hey like there's more out there in this world and there's like everybody should have a passion and everybody should have something that they can look to and I think that that's what this book does I'm a huge fan of it and I hope people will pick it up as a last minute Christmas gift it's not going to make it on Amazon on time but you know what there's always the you know uh, post Christmas gift ideas this is a great book joey and i think that it uh, has a very powerful message
0: i appreciate it thank you so much yeah the book is it's it's obviously my autobiography so it's about my life story much of the stuff we touched on already but what it really is and it it honestly wasn't set out to be this but it really is a book about determination and about following your dreams and you know pursuing your dreams to know to to all ends so Never having an obstacle in front of you that you know you feel that you can't overcome. It doesn't matter if you're 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. If you have a dream, you have a passion, something that you want to do, go out and do it. Don't let your nine to five jobs stop you. Don't let your kids stop you. Don't let your relatives stop you. If you have an extra five minutes during the day, devote it to whatever your passion is. It's it's so important to keep pursuing that. It, you know, and you know, when you do pursue things like that that's fulfilling your dreams it's not always about the monetary end it's not always about the success at the end of the rainbow sometimes it's just about the journey and knowing that you're pursuing those dreams no matter what anyone says that really you know looking back is the most fulfilling part and that's what the book is about it's available on amazon uh peter chris from kiss writes the forward to the book the audio book is also available it's actually free on my youtube page you can you can just go check out samples of the audiobook and if you like it pick up the written book there's a lot of great pictures in there the audiobook chris jericho actually does the the forward for that it's a 5 minute you know promo where he bashes my nose and talks about how ugly i am and you know all, you know typical chris jericho uh, you know promo but it, it's a lot of fun the, the the book is narrated by me it's it's a lot of fun
1: Joey, you're uh, so awesome and can't thank you enough for, for your time. Before we let you go, though, we got to hit you with our final four drum roll. Appropriate for you as a drummer, and it's uh, four quick questions, and you kind of give us whatever comes to mind. Hold on, hold on. That... That is a first. That is the first in the history of Final Four drum roll. That is awesome. Okay, question one. Since you've uh, have a podcast out, this will maybe give a good teaser for to for people to come watch uh, your latest show on top five Christmas movies. What is your favorite all-time Christmas movie? Uh, not to give
0: it away, but my favorite all-time Christmas movie is A Year Without a Santa Claus. Uh, the heat miser, snow miser. I grew up, you know, loving the. You know, the, the, the old Christmas movies that I grew up with in the 80s and stuff like that. The music is so important to me in, in those types of movies. Absolutely my favorite.
1: Love it. Um, what is the first wrestling pay-per-view you remember tricking your parents into buying for you?
0: <laughs> so, I, again, I, I predate pay-per-views. So <laughs> the very first thing that I tried to get tickets for and was obviously WrestleMania 1. And they didn't have pay-per-views then, but what we did, we couldn't get tickets. Close circuit. I saw it on closed-circuit television at some high school gymnasium. So technically, I had my parents buy that for me.
1: That's awesome. Mine was WrestleMania six, Hogan and Warrior, and I'll never forget uh, just the feeling of that. He had to like go get the cable box from the from the <laughs> cable company, and I mean, there's something really magical about that. And my mom is still shaking me down for that thirty dollars. <laughs> <for my pay. laughs> uh what is uh the first album uh rock album you remember buying with your own money
0: so the first album i ever bought with my own money was kiss uh music from the elder that was the Ooh. first album that i ever bought i had a couple kiss albums before that i kind of inherited them from my brother i had double platinum and i think i had love gun and maybe even alive too but i remember 1981 in the record store looking through the kiss albums and seeing this new thing on the shelf with this hand. And I didn't even know if it was a real kiss album or it was a bootleg. I gave it a shot. I bought the cassette, threw it in my Sony Walkman and you know, the rest is history. Well,
1: <laughs> it is indeed for better or for worse. I'm actually a fan of the elder. Not all of our listeners are though. So we might love take it some too. crap for that. Um, last one, which do you prefer? Um, Wasp or Lizzie Borden? Ooh. The- uh, I'm going to go with Wasp. I think, you know, Wasp almost
0: made my underrated hair metal bands.
1: I was going to say, think, yeah, that. that yep.
0: Huge it it would have been, you know, they were like six or seven on the list. So good. Such an underrated band. Those first few albums, especially so, so good. Blackie, even, you know, Z or two open for Wasp a couple times. They are dynamite live. If you've never seen Wasp live, Blackie Lawless is insane. His voice is insane live. So great. To I, see. It's
1: crazy you say that because I've seen Kiss a million times and they're my favorite band. I love I love Twisted Sister, Motley Crue, Scorpions. I've seen them all. But if someone puts a gun to my head and said, What's the best show you've ever seen? For me, it was Wasp on the Neon God tour in a small club in Columbia, Missouri. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. And it was almost surreal to, for one to be able to see Wasp because they they're not in America very often, and they had the mic stand and everything. And it was just something about it; I I'll, it's a, I'll never forget it. It is incredible, and I, I just a giant mark for Wasp to this day.
0: I couldn't agree more. Like I said, when ZO2 opened for Wasp, I was a big Wasp fan already, but I had never got the chance to see them live. Was that and that I, tour? You,
1: know, you weren't at the, you weren't at my show, but was that the uh, year? 04? Was it 04? What year was that? 04. No, I
0: think it was. I think it was later than that. It might have been a little later than that.
1: Yeah, maybe
0: he, 06, I feel like maybe it was. I'm not positive of the year. Because
1: I know you didn't open uh at the show I was at, which would have been summer of 04, which it would have been, I think, the same summer you would have been doing the kiss tour anyway. So
0: Yeah, I think it was a little bit later than that. But anyway, they they blew me away. I I I stood back after we got off stage and was like, wow, I wasn't I, expecting that.
1: I'm with you. Joey, we'll have to do this again. If you ever need a need a last minute guess for for a top five, hit me up, man. Uh, we'll do uh, it. Uh, I I can I can bring it on several several different subjects, but this has been great. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and just have, have safe and have, happy uh, 2021 and all that. You guys are the best.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'd love to be back. Love to have you on my show. Anyone who wants to find out more about me, check me out on, on social media, Joey Casada, across all platforms. Check me out on Amazon. All my books and stuff are available there. And have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
1: Thanks, Joey. Appreciate it, man.